Hello and welcome back to the Miss Amanda Chen Show. We're now in season two of the 100 Mass Men series, where I anonymously interview different men from all around the world about gender roles, expectations from society, and how that affects our self-worth. This month, we're taking a special focus on men's mental health, sponsored by Tether, the world's first online peer-to-peer support community connecting men for open and honest conversations about life. It's been a year since the pandemic hit and crashed the hospitality industry. Masked man number 35 is the masked bartender. In this episode, we talk about how life has changed since then and the judgment that comes along with drinking. Does everyone that is doing well have to be sober too? Or can we be okay and also enjoy a beer? Let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the show. I think that this quarantine, et cetera, has pushed people into like this weird spot. It's like, it's an awkward place to be, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't know yourself. And then, you know, you search to, I don't know, other situations to kind of provide comfort or like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So having none of that, it, it really does force you to like realize where you are, what you're doing and, and what's next. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... Um, you know, on top of everyone kind of like looking internally with themselves, there's been a lot of like push for, you know, movements, you know, and change and people's perceptions. Um, what are your thoughts on the idea of toxic masculinity and people thinking that, you know, it's an attack on all men when it isn't, you know, it's about, um, behavior norms, you know, do you associate with that? You know, do you agree that there are some toxic masculine behaviors? You know, what's your stance on that? I mean, it's hard to say, you know, because I don't really judge my male friends on how they feel. Mm-hmm. One thing I definitely do notice, though, is the alcohol. You know, it's like when you're intoxicated, for example, mm-hmm. this this kind of toxicity comes out a little bit more where you, you you're standing for something, but and you're just not willing to let it go. And so, like, with a lot of my male friends, like, I'll notice a huge difference when they're sober versus when they're drunk, you know? And the, the difference that I notice is that, you know, I have a really good friend. He's super close to me. But when he's drunk, it's like, you can never sway his opinion. And he'll just be, like, going about something. Whatever it is, doesn't matter what it is, he's got to be right, you know? But then when he's not drunk, it's easier to kind of like be like, oh, you know, like to like make him think a different way. Maybe, maybe the way I'm not thinking is exactly right or it's not for everyone, you know? Mm. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard to explain. Yeah, but you know, it's like so this like toxic, it's not necessarily toxic men thing. I think it's just time and place as well. Cause mm. people are different, right? Like, like people are are fake too, right? Unfortunately, but it's like my said buddy, right? Like he might be like talking shit about like oh, you know, I'm the man in the relationship, my girl, this and that. And like when I, whatever I says goes, but then it's like when he's talking to her on the phone or whatever it is, it's like you, you turn into a different person. Yeah. So it's like, are you being honest with yourself or are you just trying to like portray something, right? And it's confusing. I, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's funny because when you say that alcohol is like a, a, a substance for toxicity is, I mean, Alcohol is poison in, in essence. For sure. Yeah. So I think that alcohol gets dangerous in the fact that like it it just kind of blurs everything for you. Like you can't 
it's not as clear, like your mind isn't operating as clearly as it normally is, right? So you can either get more stubborn because of that, or you can be more loose, you know? Mm -hmm. I think I've definitely seen like men get more aggressive with alcohol. Whether it's loose or aggressive or whatever it is, it's just, it's altering. And and this is kind of concerning too, in times like where we are right now, right? Where it's like, you really got to question your substance abuse like it's a thing you know lcbo is open at 11 o'clock 10 o'clock mm-hmm. right yeah. you can go to lcbo at any time of the day grab whatever booze you and then it's you won't even make it through the day so one day i just said fuck it i was having a really bad night i got i had gotten let off work early and so i went and got drunk yeah and then i and then i just drank all night and then the next day i was like so smashed like i was so drunk still <laughs> but i was like i have to be at work at two Okay. And I was like, I'm just going to go and have a fucking beer, like whatever, you know, like just try and get in the zone. And like, I was just, and I went overboard and like, I showed up to work just like smash wasted. Oh shit. Yeah. And I didn't give a fuck either. You know, it was like staff meal. Like nobody even knew I was drunk. Cause like I was holding it together, mm-hmm. but we were having staff meal and I sat down and I just, I was like, yo, that's it. I can't even get up for service. Wow. And then to come over and they're like, what the fuck? And I was like, dude, you guys don't understand. Like, you guys kind of put me in this position. Like, I didn't even want to be here in the first place. Wow. You know what I mean? And then, so now I went from, like, being at the top of, like, the bar industry. Like, I was killing it, whatever, you know? To just, like, I lost my job. And I'm fucking drunk. And, like, I got to go home now, like, by myself. And it it was such a reality check where it was like, what the fuck? And it's like, you think that these people are out, like, have your back, you know? And it's like, they don't have your back. Yeah. Because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, what what makes it work for them, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was a really tough lesson. Like, I was like, I, I did everything I possibly could. And then I just felt like I was being used. So I, one day I was like, you know, I'm just going to be me today. I'm going to have a bad day. Yeah. And I, I in my mind, and I stick by it. I was like, I'm having a fucking bad day. But I was like, no one, no one was there to help me through that. You know, they were just like, leave. It's like, after a whole year of working with you guys and killing it every single day, you're just going to tell me to leave right now? Like, I'm having a bad day and like you won't even let me explain myself, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. And it and it fucking sucked. So and like that was kind of like I looked at everyone around me at the time and I was like, all right, I just gotta focus on my, myself then. Yeah. And build myself back up, you know. And like I had lost my job. I was out of work for like three months after that. You can have a you can have everything in the world. You can have money in the bank, you can have, you know, nice place, whatever it is. But what makes you happy right at the end of the day? I don't know. It's, uh, you're making me think about a lot of things. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think drinking um, helps dilute everything, you know, because when you suddenly have nothing to do, I think we've been conditioned to feel busy all the time. And like being mm-hmm. busy means being good, right? Right, like, right. I'm making money. I'm doing stuff. Like I got a purpose. I got stuff happening. Mm-hmm. But when it's on pause, you're like, what, what do I do? So I guess I'll just drink right. so that time will move faster mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll just be tomorrow. And then I don't know, think about it again. Right. And it helps like make an excuse for the, the void that's happening. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. You know, it's tough talking about your own personal like issues or whatever you go through in, in life. Right. And, and for me, it's, it's for me personally, like it, it's the booze, you know, because I, I look at my life and I say, okay, if I didn't drink, would I would I be better off? 
Well, not necessarily, though, you know? And this is the conundrum that I'm in. It's like, okay, cool. I stopped drinking, and I guess it's a little bit better for my health. But then what about how I feel on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then how do you fill that void with something else? It's like, do I go rock climbing? Like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, do I, like, find a fucking bike or something? Like, you know? Yeah, I think there's um, some judgment on what's a good habit and a bad habit when like self-care is supposed to be self-care, whatever it is for you, you know, like some people operate better with alcohol. Some people don't. It's kind of like the, the shame that goes attached to certain substances that makes you feel guilty for no reason. Like you should be able to continue your life as you've always done. You shouldn't. Well, that's, that's so important what you just said, because you're absolutely right. And a lot of people, they'll do what they need to do to make themselves feel good. But then, other people's opinions right and then and and you you look at them and they're like oh well you shouldn't have drank so much last night but it's like but it made me feel good though and i was having a great time until you told me that (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like i i used to love drunk amanda like drunk me you know like drunk me was like fun like didn't care about things and like could have gourd all night and like i love that energy that i had being drunk me you know, and then I would go through like a long time without drinking. And then I would like drink overly, you know, one night and I'd be like, oh man, I miss drunk me, you know, cause she was so fun and we did all these things. But then I thought about it and I was like, but I don't remember anything that really happened with drunk Amanda. So mm-hmm. is she real? You know? And well, yeah, like, yes, that is a real thing. And just cause I mean, like, you know, getting drunk to the point of black eye and not remembering things is one thing, but you were still enjoying your, your time. So it's like, it's not that you weren't, but what changed, right? It's like, why were you there? And, and then is there something else? Mm-hmm. I guess, I, you know? I think I loved like the carefree feeling, but that means I had to compromise being present. So then I, I had to start making priorities, you know? Like, so then what happens though, when you're present and then nothing is going your way, right? Like you, let's say you make all these changes and you're feeling good, but then everything around you isn't reciprocating. Like, it, you know, it's like, oh, you're here and you're present in the moment, but everyone else isn't, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then, and then what? And then you're just alone kind of in your thoughts again. So same thing. Yeah. But I think at that time you can now change your environment. Right. And like, that's, because now you have the consciousness to do so. Whereas before, Mm -hmm. you know, you let a lot of stuff slide because, you know, it would sedate you. And um, yeah, I think, I think it's hard to get over that hump because you know what it's always been and you, you find comfort in, in anything that's familiar to you. Right. So it feels safe to you, even though it might not be, it's just what you're used to and anything that's, opposite than what you're used to like if you like drinking and then all of a sudden you stop drinking like anything cold turkey you're gonna be like holy shit everything sucks you know (laughs) yeah because you feel it all so much more you're like oh man every single day sucks like i can feel how sore i I feel like a big part of it too is that and it's kind of the shame thing where it becomes a waste you're like okay if i if i'm trying to stop drinking that means i'm gonna do nothing today so I'm just going to stay in bed or whatever, try not to drink. But then the end of the day comes and you're like, what did I do today? Nothing. I didn't do anything. Ah, it's like, that's also extremely frustrating, right? Because you're like, all right, I'm trying to beat this thing or like get over this hump. But during the process, nothing is happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's oh. very frustrating. 
Yeah. Well, I think the, the idea isn't supposed to be the goal. Like you shouldn't make the goal. Like I'm not going to drink today. Your goal should be like, I'm going to write in my journal today, whatever that means. Right. And right, like, right. If, if you're going to write in your journal today, ideally you'd want to write soberly, you know, so you can get your thoughts down. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. then you would by default not drink until you finish that part. And then you can mm. celebrate with the drink because you did that. Right. And so what is the, what is the end goal though? The end goal is a feeling. You want to feel better because you don't like. But so what if I feel good though? Or like, what if, what if, you know, because you bring these things up and it makes you wonder like, okay, well, you know, my choices and decisions in life, but it's like, but what if I'm good with where I'm at? I might not be like 100%, but what if I'm good with where I'm at? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you should be good with what, where you're Hopefully, at. Yeah. Right. But um, I think, I think we're always changing, you know, and you're just going to figure out more about where you are and be able to master where you are already. Right. So some people don't like where they are and they have, you know, a place to go. Others are happy with where they are and they're just going to master it better. You know, like just get your day to a T, you know, just kind of finesse it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to do this drastic like transformation. And I think that's another thing, like having an expectation of like, oh man, I got to like change and do better and like X, Y, Z. But like, what does that mean? Because you're not, what are you going to do? Become like a monk? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I was chilling my buddies the other day, right? Yeah. So usually like my boys come to my place, whatever. And he's like, why don't you come come to my my house? Mm-hmm. I was like, sure, sure. Like, so like, you know, I, I went up to his place and I'm just chilling on the couch and the goal, I guess, in his mind was for us to make music and like complete something, right? But I was just enjoying my time so much. I was just chilling on the couch, like just I smoking a joint, like I was just really relaxed, right? And then I look over him and I can tell that he's kind of like something's going on. I'm like, what's up, man? Like you look a little uneasy. And he's like, oh, you know, I just feel like we're not like collaborating enough right now. He's like, you came up here to like work on music, right? Mm. I was like, no, like I came here to chill. Like we can work on music and that's fine, but it's like, like it's not my job, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of made me feel uneasy. I was like, yo, maybe I should just bounce and like go back home or whatever. Like I, I don't, I didn't realize that you just wanted to do that, and I can't just hang out here and chill, you know. Mm. And then it made him. So when I said I was gonna leave, though, like he started like having an anxiety attack, and he was like, yo, like don't leave. Like I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean to like make you feel like that, or whatever it was. Yeah. And then I, and then I, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, first of all, I'm like, are you good? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then secondly, I was like, it's, it's not like, I, I didn't come here to make music. I came here for you and like for us, you know, like just chill. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's like everyone has these expectations, you know? And there's all these expectations like, oh, like, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? And when are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if that what makes you feel good as a person, like completing said things for recognition, I don't know. That's what I mean. I think we're so focused on the outcome of like the finality, you know, we don't really care about the moment, you know, it's kind of like, what do I get out of this? You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to make a relationship with you. What do I get out of this? I want X, Y, Z. I want, you know, I want to find you because you can make music. So I want that advantage. You know, I want to be able to tap into your music. And that kind of makes you feel like a resource rather than a human. Right. Right. 
for sure, for sure. So I have been recently experiencing guys that try to have open and honest conversations with me, knowing that that's, you know, what I do. And they'll kind of, I don't know, I'm going to call this like nouveau fuck boy shit, but like, (laughs) it's kind of like, they're going to act like they're more self-aware and all this kind of stuff and have like a genuine conversation with me and kind of share some things and then be like, okay, well now, now it's my turn for like what my intentions are. And like, we're going to get, we're going to get freaky. Right. And I'm like, where did that, why is that an exchange? And, you know, why didn't you communicate that from the get-go if that was what... In terms of, like, they're, like, interested in you and, like, wanted to, like, like hook up with you or something? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, why would you... I mean, if that's what you wanted, then you should just say that straight out. And right. then we don't... You don't have to mask it in, like, having this, you know... I think a lot of guys, like, in terms of that, too, they're just uh, scared of rejection, right? So it's, like, they'll do anything they can to make themselves fit your narrative or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's weird though, because it's like, when you're like, oh, I'm not into that. And then they're like, what do you mean? Like, I did everything that you wanted me to do. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't, I didn't ask you to do it like that. And you didn't tell me what the trade-off was because if that was it, then it wouldn't have happened, you know? And then now mm-hmm. I feel like, oh shit, like, do I owe this guy something? You know? And, never that, never that, never that. And I think when you want to be there for someone like genuinely, like you're saying with your friend, like you just want to be a friend to this person. And then they have like loaded expectations of like, Oh, well, you know, because you do this, like that means I can also talk about that with you. And it's like, it's important to also recognize though that you hold your power. So there's no like bringing your power back. So you always hold that whatever it is that you have and you stand for and believe for that's your thing. Right. So, whoever's in your life should be able to like understand that yeah and I think you don't have to prove yourself to anyone you know what I mean like just be yourself yeah and I think the biggest problem is like women don't know how much power they have because they were educated at a young age to believe that they never had power and I think men can see their power and are getting like some men are getting scared of women realizing their power and unleashing it again because you know it, they've just been silenced for so long. Um, you're right. Like the power has never gone away. But what I think I, I know I've done it is I gave the power away. So now I need to go like take it back for myself um, mm-hmm. because I like willingly or voluntarily gave it away without even knowing that I had this power to begin with. So it's kind of like um, I think it's interesting. Like women's groups and women movements is always about like change and you can't change people right so they're always like oh you got to think like this you got to think like that you got to do this and that and no one's gonna it's not gonna resonate with people because you're forcing someone to do something that they're that's not their natural thing to do right whereas if you actually started to have conversations and build self-awareness and make other people start thinking internally about themselves which is this whole conversation then you're going to immediately start to be kinder with people. You're going to try to be more compassionate with people, try to understand them better and ultimately like improve interactions with the world. So that's kind of the, the different. Approach Love that. No, that's great. You know, and, and, you know, through this conversation, like I'm going to talk to my buddy tonight, right? Like he's going to come over later and say, like, I might ask him a couple questions. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing, right? Where, and I, you know, I really do recognize this and this is important to me. Worse talking to people having open communication like 
if I was telling you about my buddy who comes over and he gets drunk, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll start talking about something and he gets so heated and passionate about it. But it's like, at least we're having this conversation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever it is, right? So it's like, how do you balance that? Well, it's boundaries, right? Like you need to say, hey, this is what I'm worth. We can make music on my terms. Like if you want to make music and you want their input, then absolutely it's free, right? But if they want something out of you, that's work for you, then it's not free, right? Like it's it's who's driving the the work, right? And if you have to do work versus like, if this is a fun project for you, it's the intention is now different. And I think that should be super clear. Like if they want to chill and like make music one day because you decided and you're inviting them over, that's one thing, but otherwise it shouldn't be expected. I hear that. And um, I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective on this because I have that with, um, uh, I guess you can say I have this issue with like sexual partners. So mm-hmm. like if I invite somebody over and I want to have sex with them, obviously that's what's going to happen. Right. If I invite them over another time or they come over a different time and I don't want to have sex with them, but because they saw like the first time that was what I did, then there's an, an expectation. Right, right. You know what I mean? Um, that, that becomes a relationship though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it goes both ways, I guess, right? It's like, oh, maybe I'm not into it today. Or maybe you're not into it today. There shouldn't be that expectation of, oh, but we're here and this is what we do. So it's like, no. Well, so my issue is like, I think you might have this issue. I know we're doing this like comparative to music, which is like an inanimate thing, but um, it's like the argument is always, oh, well, we already, we did it last time this way. Mm -hmm. So how come we can't do it like this again? For sure. Like the difference is now this is your intention, buddy. Like not my intention, whereas originally it was mine and I invited you here. So that's how I would look at that. Well, I think, and I think me making a meaningful, you know, connection is, is essential and it, at the end of the day that's what you would expect from both situations right whether or not you know you're coming over to for for my you know comparative thought here it's like you're gonna come over and make music but it's like how about we have dinner first mm-hmm. it's like maybe we don't always do that you know me and my buddies but it's like yo how about we like co- like sit down and like have a bottle of wine first and like cook some dinner mm-hmm. and like ch- and then chat and chat and then make music you know where it's just like Versus every time it's just like, oh, come over, work on tunes, get drunk, leave, you know? Mm, yeah. And the same thing for you. It's like, oh, you know, come over, whatever, have sex, leave. It's, you know, it's like, well, how about just come over and like, we'll just watch fucking RuPaul's Drag Race today or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, I and, think. And just chill and like change the narrative a bit. But at the end of the day, though, there still should be that meaningful connection. It's like, you're here for a reason. Yeah, I think like once we start treating others like a transaction, you know, like, oh, th- we're here just for that one thing and then we're out, then, you know, you lose all the meaning of having an interaction with somebody. For sure. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, this is why people get divorces and stuff like that. Right? So like, nobody really knows who their partner is until you have these meaningful moments, right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess with, with certain people, it's like, they just can't have, they can't handle that. It's like some people need that every day you know, whatever it is, that attention, that affection, whatever, you know, for me, I'm a very free spirit. I, I love being on my own. I appreciate my, my personal time, but I also really love my time with other people, but that means that I have to be ready for that too, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Like, I can't just come over to your house. If me and you were just going to hang out tonight, it's like, maybe I have some things I want to talk about, but I can't necessarily put that on you because I don't know what you're going through today. Like, I don't want to, like, start talking about my feelings and how I feel in my life if you're not there either, you know? Yeah. So how do you have those conversations? Because I think, like, for people that are in a committed relationship, I think, or they're just, like, living together or they're just used to each other's presence, I think like one partner will just like dump all of their shit from the day on the other person, you know? Mm -hmm. And then maybe depending on what the other person went through in their day, they're like, oh shit, I got to go, you know, support my partner. And maybe they'll be, you know, in a fix it mode and and try to, you know, solve the problem. And Mm -hmm. then the partner will just be like, no, I just wanted you to listen. Like, I just want a bitch and I want you to listen, but we don't like, we shouldn't be someone else's punching bag. And you can't just be yeah. like, hey, buddy, I'm just going to like release all my shit on you today. With For sure. Like, and you can't say anything back, you know? And it's like. Well, that's why there's this kind of weird narrative, like, you know, like back and forth with people and like this awkwardness where it's like, you kind of bring things up, but you kind of don't at the same time, you know, and you you hope, I guess. And is it selfish? And like, that's the thing you ask yourself. It's like, am I being selfish right now? Am I trying to impose myself or my thoughts or feelings on someone else? Maybe you're there too, though. And like, and then, and that's the cool thing is like, if I'm feeling ready to talk and you're as well, maybe we can really grow and learn from this situation, right? And help better ourselves. Mm-hmm. But then that goes back to the same question where it's like, is it a selfish thing? Is it, or are we just doing these things for self like gratification? And, and then what happens when we're like, okay and happy and everything is like, do we help other people? Like, you know what I mean? And then until we just die, it's like, it's, it's, it's a really a thing. Yeah. I think, we like to romanticize people that have problems because you know like oh this person's struggling and like you're just like watching their their journey through the struggle Mm -hmm. right like watching movies or tv shows right like you just want to follow in that story and like kind of live vicariously through them but and i think there's a lot of this on social media like oh it's okay to be not okay right but Mm -hmm. no one says it's okay to be okay Right, like just actually okay, and you know I'm not working on everything. <laughs> I'm just Seriously, okay. Though. Yeah, it's just chilling. Like, and people look at you weird when you're like that. It's like, it's like, but I'm good though. So like I'm just gonna eat my bread and like watch a TV show. Yeah, I you think- know what I mean. It's like everyone's out there trying to find something like Tinder and Bumble and this, that, and the third. It's like everyone's trying to find this thing, and then you get it, and then you realize more about yourself. Oh, maybe this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, but then it's like, is that fair to like anyone else? Well, I mean, I guess not, but is life fair? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it is really tough. It's like, you can either be like extremely selfish or you can be kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it. I think that's really interesting. Like no one really focuses on like, hey, I am secure. Like I'm actually fine mm-hmm. with this. And- yeah with those people it's like you never really hear from them because it's like they're probably just good like you know it's like you'll you'll never really hear from the the guy who's like living in the penthouse chilling like enjoying his life every day or her life you know that's what i mean like you you hear i think this is funny if you think about the music scene like you, you hear like these celebrity artists like crashing and burning like you always hear like their disaster story right mm-hmm. but there's so many artists out there that created amazing songs and then just like fucked off 
you know, like ludicrous. It's like, look at yeah. ludicrous. It's like, this guy's got like $250 million and he's chilling. And it's like, and everyone's you know? like, oh, of course he is. It was like, oh, but you'd be way more interested if he fucking crashed and burned, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. You want you want to see the drama. And I think we're so focused on that's so weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't get that. Like, I've never understood that. Yeah. And I think this is great. Like, I think your voice is really important to be on the show because it's a representation of a different perspective that isn't celebrated or talked about, right? Just because it's like, oh, well, we're not going to show a regular person's story. It's like, yeah, but that a lot of us are regular people. Right. And, you know? and you know, even those regular people, like they went through shit too, you know, it's like, yeah, whoever it was who made it to wherever they made it to, it's like, they went through things as well. And I guess you got to ask, how do they make it through? Well, probably by opening up and being vulnerable and accepting where they were, asking for help, et cetera, et cetera. These things are so important. You can't just be an island mm. by yourself. You know what I mean? It's like, no, you need resources from other places. Like it just, it just is what it is. Yeah. And sure, like you can try and do everything on your own, but you might fall short. Mm-hmm. What was, did you have like a turning point where you kind of awakened to realizing that you don't need all of this validation, that you don't need the drama anymore? For sure. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, there's many of points in my life, but one of them for me was, you know, I had a really good friend and he was just doing nothing much with his life. He was just, didn't really care. I was just, you know, his parents were extremely wealthy. He didn't have to do anything in his day to day life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we met and we started hanging out and like, this is my buddy, you know, I didn't come from much. He had a lot, but I started introducing him to some of my friends and it turned out that him, and some of my buddies ended up like making like some really good music, right? Okay. Which is which is which is great. Like, and I'm and I and I am there for that. But it's like when he had nothing, I was there for him. I was putting him on to shows. Like, he would open up for me for an act or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And then I introduced him to my buddies, and they started taking off, and, and they started doing like big things. And he would never call me to like come to a show. He would never like, you know. And then we kind of like started distancing, and like now he's like you know, 150,000 followers on on Instagram and this, that, and the third, right? And it, he never hollered at me. And it's like, yo, what the fuck happened? Like, I thought we were, like, like good friends, you know? Wow. And then, like, my friends that he was, like, like uh, that I introduced him to, like, now they're, like, all of a sudden, like, best friends. And, like, I barely talk to them anymore. And I was like, all right, that kind of sucks, you know? But I, I, under, I understand as well. Like, you know, that wasn't, my goal wasn't to like, like make music or like, and like become big or anything. I guess there was water, mm-hmm. but it kind of hurt though, like seeing all the success and like, they're like doing like great things and everyone loves them. And then I'm just kind of here struggling, you know, like fucking going to work every day, like paying rent every night, like, you know, like same old shit. Right. It feels like, a, or rather it felt like a loss. And so I just, I said to myself, I was like, you know what, like, just keep doing you though. Right. It's like, <laughs> Cause I was already good. Like I'm, I'm happy with where I am and what I'm doing. It just upset me to see like other people were kind of similar and then they move forward and then they don't bring you with them, you know? Yeah. But whatever. It's like, you know, you look at them now, you know, and like, even I look at my buddy now and it's like, he might be having a shit day today. Not that I want that. I hope he's having a great day, but it's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on in his life. And maybe something, it's not a great day. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, fuck, I don't know. I'd love to say. You know, I think it's funny, you know, I guess the the idea of like more money, more problems, right? Like if, if, you, if you think of those guys and, you know, rising up to that fame and all the drama that's going to come with them, you know, 
you're happy with the way that your life was like it's one thing for them to just come in and out but I think that's really hard for people to feel grateful for just like being okay with what they have how have you been able to cultivate that every single day that's doing what I need to do right I look back on the past few years of my life and I'm happy with the decisions that I made and the way that I you know conducted myself and I might not have the most right now, but I'm I'm good, right? And I I put myself in that position though. So I'm happy with the things that I've done and where I'm going in life because of my choices and decisions. Mm. If that makes sense. You know, it's like I'm not looking outwards to other people and like, you know, utilizing anybody else's skills or whatever it is. It's like this is me. It's in like even if today it's like all I can do is just chill here and like cook some food, like that's gonna make me happy. You know, and so it's like, I'm happy with that. I'm good. I'm good with that. And it's really tough, you know, but I, you just got to be humble at the end of the day too. It's like, you know, my, my family, we never had, we had, we never had nothing. Like we had no money coming up, you know, like my mom like worked her ass off for us, but it's like, it's not like she like put us through school. I put myself through school. My brother, he put himself through, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the way that I find peace with myself is just by doing what I need to do yeah and it's tough sometimes you go, you know, you go to sleep at night and you're like oh I wish I had that new uh, Dior sweater <laughs> you know what I mean but it's like fuck it it's like I'm cool with my roots hoodie yeah. today you know I, it's yeah. gonna keep me warm I think it's so cool that you just said whatever you got you did on your own and I think that's why you're able to go to sleep peacefully at night I think people that have more things might have manipulated their way to get there and there's feelings mm. of guilt because they had to use other people in order to get to that versus right. just doing it all by themselves. Exactly. It's very, you know, it's, what you're saying is really interesting because nobody really like looks at themselves this intensely. Yeah. That's a real thing too, right? It's like you, you see all these people are right, pushing their business and then pushing it on you too, right? And they're like, you're like, I like you. I don't like your fucking business. <laughs> no disrespect. Yeah. Not not and I'm not talking to you. I'm just speaking in general terms here, you know? Yeah, because your business is not you. And I think people like think so much that like their business or their their work or career path is like a definition of themselves. And it's like, no, that's just like a thing you do. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> to pay for life you know like it's not besides that it's like the same as like the space that you rent it's just a thing it has like mm -hmm. nothing about you and people put so much of their like own self-worth into these external things and it's like what do you really do well, it's like I, I guess it really is okay to be bored you know or like for lack of better terms but even when I had a job you know it's like okay got to be at work at two o'clock today so it's like what do I do how do I manage my time in between that like how do I get my personal time maybe I want a beer does that mean I have to drink at 10 in the morning because mm -hmm. I'm going to be at work for the rest of the day you know yeah like, when do I get my my beer <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying and it's like that's the thing where it's like I think the quarantine has been really great for me personally because I've, I've been able to like just chill with myself mm -hmm. and you know my life is dependent on my hours and what I want to do when I'm ready to do it but that's not necessarily the way the world works either right eh? no. so we adapt you know I, I, I this is upsetting because even friends of mine right like who you know we've 
been living in property our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Buddies are fucking selling drugs now and stuff. And it's like, yo, you're risking your freedom. My my homie just got arrested the other day. And it's mm-hmm. like, yo, you got arrested. Now you're in jail. But, okay. and it's like, but it's like, he was trying to fucking support himself. You know what I mean? It's like, there was no money coming in at all any, from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, I've got rent to pay. I've got food. I have to eat food. I He's a daughter mm-hmm. as well, you know? And it's like, yo, I, I feel your pain, man. So he feels like his only option is like, yo, I have to make more money, right? To support our lives. And so yeah. he resorted to something that wasn't obviously the right thing to do, but it's like, what is what is the right thing to do in, in these situations? If you're hungry and you got things to do and, you know, it's like nobody else, like, I can't just call my landlord and be like, yo, I can't make rent this month. Sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, figure it out. And you know what's been funny? Like, there's been all these news stories and, like, people that, um, like, friends that I know that don't live in Toronto, they're like, oh, what is all of this about, like, people getting kidnapped, you know, in the middle of the street and, like, broad daylight? And I was like, that's always been happening. But it's now more obvious because there's no one on the streets. So, Seriously, yeah. you know, like, it's just more it's it's the same thing they you know they used to steal them off the in the middle of the night you know when no one was around but now it's anytime they're going to do it and i was like it's it's still a hustle whoever is working for it like these people are the desperate oh, people man, those, that need those, to do the hustle motherfuckers, though, like anybody like that it's like yo you got what's coming to you you know so you can't be doing that kind of shit yeah, but like whether it's whether it's drugs, whether it's trafficking, whether it's whatever, like somebody has to hustle, and you just encounter certain types of people. And if you're in a mm-hmm. desperate state, you're gonna you're gonna fall into the drug people state, or the trafficking state, or a business state, or like whatever you end up doing based on right. your surroundings, right? Yeah, it's very true. It's still a hustle, regardless. And like, it's really, <laughs> I look at it as just a business standpoint. Like, no, that was just the cards you were dealt with. So you work with them, or you know you find a new card a deck to, to deal with right so yeah and i think the the whole like that that's cool is like finding the new deck it's like that is nice mm-hmm. you know it's like i thought i thought my life was made for me four years ago i was like oh everything's great like i'm in a great position i have money like i got a great job whatever and then that you know things fall through and then you're like all right well just rather than getting down on yourself or whatever it is just pick up and just move on right Are we romanticizing the trauma with mental health issues? I thought this was an interesting perspective on the quote unquote normal guys that seem to be doing okay, but nonetheless went through their own shit to be in a secure place today. This reminded me that not all of us have to speak out in order to normalize mental health. Make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram, and I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Masked Men. Bye for now.